Moika! Welcome to Mastering Finland. This podcast shares stories of foreigners in Finland and provides practical tips and learning opportunities for all. Go ahead, join our community and enjoy listening to this episode. For more information, check our website masteringfinland.com. Greetings and salutations, everyone. You're listening to the Mastering Finland podcast. I'm your host today, Matt, and we hope you're having a great day. Our guest for this episode is Gemma Crossboada. Originally from Spain, she came to Finland as an Erasmus student. Originally from Spain, she first came to Finland as an Erasmus student. She's now living in Kuopio. Thank you for coming to talk with us, Gemma. Thank you, you, for inviting me. All right, so uh, I mentioned that you had come as a student, and that was the original thing that brought you to Finland, but why don't you tell us more about how you ended up here? Yes, so in uh, my university, we have some uh, cities to choose to come as an exchange student. My studies is tourism studies, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, I am a person who likes to put myself in very different situations, so... I don't know if uh, in English have the same sentence, but you don't feel you are moving until you move your chains. No, like you have to come out from your comfortable zone uh, area. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, uh, so, we, we have a saying called uh, "life begins outside of your comfort zone." So exactly, exactly. That's the point. So that um, it was on 2020. Uh, so during the corona, uh, when I have to choose where I want to go, otherwise I had no chance to choose the next year because I was already finishing my degree. So I had only that, that chance and it was the corona time. Mm. So I was first thinking like I would like to go abroad from Europe, like in Mexico or in China, I was thinking actually, and then it Corona time come and say, okay, maybe it's not the best option. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then I was uh, more realistic and I say, listen, no, what I'm going to stay in Europe because it's easier. I don't have to do visas. I don't have to do that kind of thing. So it's, it's much easier in a bureaucratic se- uh, sense. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, um, I was thinking, of course, the north of Europe because it's the most uh, different area from Spain. So normally, you know, there is uh, a trend that people go to Italy or France because it's the same culture. It's a funny country. You have good weather, good food, uh, party, whatever. But uh, I am not on this kind of, uh, you know, group of people. So Yeah, you're more adventurous. I, I am. I am. More, I am older. That's also maybe a thing that I am twenty nine. I am not in the university age. But um, then uh, I was thinking uh, Norway. That was a city called Tromsø, which is more on the north than Kuopio, uh, and it's very well known to the auroras and you know mm-hmm. this. So I was uh, thinking about to go there, but then I did realize that the campus was outside of Tromsø, so it was in a really small village called Alta, which is two, uh, 12,000 inhabitants. So I was thinking that, yeah, maybe it's not then a good option either because I want to also feel uh, welcome. So maybe it's not the best option. Then the second uh, city, which was in the north, it was uh, Kuopio, so I was yeah, Finland, it was also a country 
what was for me interesting. So I was choosing Kuopio and I get the place. So that's why I ended in Finland. <laughs> okay. And so you, you came in, in what part of 2020 was that? No, I did. Uh, so in 2020, I did the application. Okay. Then uh, I wanted to come half year in the from January 2021 to the June. Then when I was asking for the Erasmus, I had a lot of problems on my origin university. They had a lot of problems to make the exchange because there was only two people asking for the Erasmus because of Corona people didn't want it to move. But mm. I wanted really to come out from Spain because then we had a lot of restrictions, for God's sake. And I say, oh, of course, I want to move. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it was my only chance. So people can wait, but I couldn't. So I was really fighting to get the place. And then, yes, uh, it was uh, hard. Then the university here in Kuopio did cancel the Erasmus in the 2020. So... The people who had to come in the September, they couldn't come. But oh, okay. fortunately, I had to come in January, so that was not affecting me. And I could come like normal after <laughs> after a lot, a lot of troubles. But it was very satisfying when I was in the airplane and I say, yes, I am going. Finally, I'm going to Finland. So yeah, that's why. And then during my Erasmus here... I did fell in love with a Finn and, mm. and that's why I was deciding to stay. And now we move in together. Yeah, that I was thinking that only happens in films, but it happened in the real life as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, love is in the air in Finland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Despite it, it was difficult also because, uh, you know, I have to say that we are different in a way of love. No, Spanish, then Finland, maybe. Yeah. I, uh, we are quicker. They are more um, step by step. <laughs> I was already asking, what do you want to do? Because what I have to do, do I have to come back to Spain? Do I have to stay? What do you want to do with this relationship? He was saying like, just go on. We will see. And I am not this kind of person. I, I need to know <laughs> the information. Moreover, if I am from abroad, I have to know what do I have to bet for this relationship or not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand that. Well, so, you know, you had to deal with these like corona restrictions and everything. Yeah. So you you want to talk a little bit more about how that was and Yeah, once we was here, it was difficult also for the welcoming parties and this because the university have a lot of like plannings and they have programs and they try to make uh, some appointments with the students and activities and this but because of the corona, many things was cancelled and we had to manage a lot by ourselves. Also, much less students was coming here. Uh, normally, the student residence is full and that time it was at all full. Like there was an apartment that was completely empty because there was no students. So mm. it was uh, maybe kind of sad, but also it was... It was good because we were few students and we get very well each other together. So uh, we can manage if we want to go a few days to Lapland or Taco or something like that. It, it was much easier to handle in a, in a little group of students. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, all these things that they make, you know, the big overall parties with the overalls and this we was not having this but 
<laughs> since I don't know what it is, it, it's fine for me because I was having fun anyway. Uh, after all the restrictions, as I said, we had in Spain, like the nightclubs was closed in Spain, the restaurants was closed many, many months also, and the parties was banned, and of course, also outside parties, anything, the concerts, everything was cancelled, anything that can involve more than 10 people was cancelled. So for me, after one year of restrictions coming to Finland, even if we, even if I am going to a bar grabbing a beer with few friends, it was totally, totally fine. So I, I, I had a lot of uh, also fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, some lessons was online with. Uh, which was a little bit more also difficult for me because I am a person who likes to go into university in the personal lessons, like uh, presential yeah. lessons, not online, you know. So on, I was also fed up to be online lessons. So I was like, okay, I go to Finland, maybe I can go to have the college lifestyle again. But it was not like that. So, but yeah, you're, anyway. You're obviously a very social person. So it, you, you, I am. You, you need to have that human interaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You said that you you had to go back to uh, Spain to finish yeah. Your school. Yeah, and then you you decided to come back. So I had also uh, difficulties, and by the end of May, with my boyfriend, we decided that we are <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend. So I was thinking, like, yeah, then I can stay in Finland. That's not a problem for me because in Spain I had nothing, like, not a job. Uh, of course, I have friends and family, but I don't have like any that attached me to be in Spain. So I was trying to stay here to like get longer my Erasmus or to finish my degree here. So we can talk with the universities if we, I can, you know, put my final project and everything here. So they was uh, saying it's not possible because you are too late to ask that. And yeah, it was not possible. So I had to come back to Spain to finish everything that I have to finish. And I was working there also during the summer because I was trying to find a job in Finland when I was in Finland as an Erasmus. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I cannot stay next year, but during summer I can find a job and so I can stay a few months more. It was not possible, so that's why I came back. And then I have my summer job, uh, finish my degree, and this uh, June I come back because I had nothing as I said, nothing in Spain. So I was trying to come here and find a job here, which I was trying to find a job since I was moving to Spain. Like um, when I came back to Spain, I was looking for a job in Kuopio to be precise, but it was so difficult. I mean, nothing happened like all the time. Uh, sending emails, my CV, I did enroll some staff point, also the DE office to find a job, This all these portals and LinkedIn, everything. I was trying everything in my hands and I didn't find anything. Then the time was out and I say, yeah, I have to do something, staying or going. The easiest part is staying in Spain because I already have a job if I want. Mm-hmm. But I decided to come. I decided to come because love, it's <laughs> love can everything, no? Yes. Uh, it was difficult for my family because they was like, okay, you are going to Finland, but what are you going to do? And I say, I don't know, let me try. <laughs> uh, it was difficult also for them to 
to understand that my boyfriend is from abroad, it's from Finland, and I am moving there, and you are going to see me maybe once a year. Um, but yeah, they they finally like it because Finland is a good country for you know for living and and doing your life. So yeah, in some in sum up, that I come to Finland here and then I find a job in two weeks. So <laughs> I encourage people that listening that podcast like. Don't don't uh, get down. Don't give up because once you are coming here, they help you a lot. I was uh, having a good, really good experience with the day office. I was there. I was showing my CV. They was really happy with my ex- job experience, with my also motivation to find something. You have to be open to find something, even if it's not in your studies fields. But mm-hmm. if you are open-minded, you don't care if uh, you are working in supermarket or whatever. It's it's totally fine. Like you you for sure find something, because um, they are really interested in people who wants to work, in people who come here and wants to contribute in the country. So if you are working, it's good. If you are not, it's it's not good also for them, neither for you. So yeah. uh, I was uh, saying yes, I am open to everything. So finally, I did. And end up in a restaurant as a waitress, which is kind of in my also field maybe, uh, mm-hmm. and I am and I am happy with it. So uh, in two weeks, I, as I said, like I came, I go to the tea office, and in two weeks, one enterprise called me. Like they are having the waitress, and they distribute the waitress to the restaurant. So it's kind of uh, yeah, this. And do you require a certain level of like finish to be able to? To work as a waitress in that restaurant? Of course, it's better if you have the Finnish language. That's that's that was the main problem that I faced when when I was um, looking for a job. That if you don't have Finnish, I'm sorry, but we cannot hire you. You need to speak Finnish if you want to work as a receptionist in the hotel, everything like that. But I am working without Finnish. I am not having any level in Finnish. I am studying just right now Finnish, so I can say I have an A2. I can handle some conversations mm-hmm. in in the restaurant like, yeah, what do you want to take? Do you want drinks? This is the bill. Uh, yeah, I, I can say this and some basic conversations, but uh, not not... Not much. Uh, I, I swear you, I am not. I am not a Finnish speaker, and I am working. So, um, yeah. Some, of course, some places you need Finnish, but not in all places, I can say. Yeah, and I, I think it's really encouraging to hear that you were able to get that kind of a job. And mm-hmm. I mean, certainly, it, it shows that you have this uh, ambition to to be mm-hmm. learning more and everything. So, I think it's your intention to certainly learn the language a lot more anyway and that'll be something you can apply to to that job yeah, and the other yeah. future jobs but yeah but yeah i course. think uh it's it's very encouraging for people who are worried about not having a very mm-hmm. high level of finish that they could still potentially get some kind of a job like that in finland yeah yeah you have to be open-minded on that and once you get the job then everything comes easier like Getting the Kela, it's easier. Getting the citizenship is easier. If you have a job contract, come on, it's, it's much easier to to have the rest of the things you need to live here. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Speaking of languages, the, the region of Spain that you come from, you have mm-hmm. a unique language there. 
mm-hmm. as well. And I yeah. thought you could talk maybe a little bit about that. And we could also discuss um, how in Finland there's different dialects too. <laughs> yes. So I come from my region. It's, it's Catalonia, which is a, a region in Spain that uh, we came from a different history, like because Spain is, is made by different cultures and different histories that they, they join it in a country. So um, my uh, mother tongue is Catalan, which is also Latin language. Um, it's very similar to Spanish, but in that area we have different culture from you can find it in Andalusia, in Malaga or Sevilla, or it's very different from Madrid. So it's totally like we have nothing in common more than we are in the same country, you know, like, of course, the culture now it's, it's mixed, but we have mother tongue Catalan and in the school, of course, we are bilingual. So we speak as well as Catalan as Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is also kind of similar. Maybe here in where I live in Kuopio, they have the Savo uh, dialect, which is a dialect from Finnish. Which I which I don't realize <laughs> if it's different from Helsinki, but uh, yeah, and also maybe it's uh, similar to what's happening in the Samis. But the difference that in Catalonia we are um, a very indu- industrialized area, so we are maybe I can say one of the richest areas in Spain, uh, along with Madrid and maybe the Basque country as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there is, you know, always there is these political problems and everything that I am not really interested in. But yeah. um, the difference of the culture is, is there. Yeah. Since it happens also in many countries as well. well. Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, as a person who isn't a native Finnish speaker, a lot of the Finnish that I pick up from books or apps or something is going to be like the very formal written mm-hmm. kind of Finnish versus the oral Finnish that really will differ a lot depending on what part of the country you're really from. Because like, for instance, uh, in Pori, they have a way of shortening a lot of words that, uh-huh, okay. uh, you know, certainly somebody from this area understands right away. And I think that to a certain extent, it makes sense even to somebody who isn't necessarily from this part of Finland, like they would probably mm-hmm. still understand what's being said. Mm-hmm. But that's just not how they would construct their sentence, you know. So mm-hmm. it ends up being when you're in the process of trying to learn the language, there are times where I learn mm-hmm. something by hearing people talk about it or even seeing mm-hmm. it written down uh, in a, like a local setting. Mm-hmm. And I'll understand th- what it means to the extent of me being able to say it to somebody else. But then I've had times where someone will actually explain to me what the formal version would be so that I now know why, like what these words are actually abbreviations of and things like that, because it's not always that obvious to me. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that people uh, have on like a t-shirt or, or something, or it's mm-hmm. written uh, on a the headline of a paper or something that people are saying on, on Facebook or something like that. I'm kind of like, okay. Uh, and sometimes when the, when you try to translate it with like Google translate or something, it has no idea because it doesn't understand how it's been broken up. So that is something that that can be a challenge, but it also will help you. Um, I mean, one thing that we always have to encourage, I think, is that it's it's more important to learn how to speak 
finish orally than it is to learn how to write it and stuff because you're really going to be communicating with people in in more of a conversational way i guess for the sake of working you might it might be more important to know the formal way of writing or something but um Mm -hmm. as far as being able to have a conversation people are 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 going to know that you are not a native finnish speaker because you're not Mm -hmm. speaking uh the way that everybody else is going to speak so it it adds another layer of challenge to to the language of course but uh mm. and this is advice i need to take myself you have to just be you know kind of going along with that stepping outside your comfort zone you just have to be willing to to go out there and try and practice and fail because mm. failure is the you know the first step to succeeding it's when you are learning absolutely yeah. Like, uh, and as you said, like the language that you are learning, like your Finnish, it's different from my area for sure in Pori than Kuopio. But mm-hmm. uh, since it's the, 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 the first time that you are uh, learning Finnish there, I guess, or, or you are listening to Finnish, you are going to listen that Finnish and it doesn't sound so strange to you. It's, it's totally the, the new language. So if you mm-hmm. study the, the Finnish uh, from Helsinki and suddenly you go to the Kuopio or Pori, maybe that that is is kind of tricky. But since it's the first time that you are learning for you, it's nothing like, yeah, okay, it's like this. So uh, it's totally yeah. normal for you to learn the Pori, uh, um, Pori dialect. And then uh, I also have to add that, as you said, like when you are in the country and you uh, involve with the Finnish speakers, Uh, I realized also that because when I was in Erasmus, of course, I did uh, my things with my Erasmus people from Germany, from Italy, from Spain. But then once I got my boyfriend from Finland, then it's when I am in the touch with the Finnish. My friends are Finnish. My co-workers are Finnish. My boyfriend is Finnish. My boyfriend's family are Finnish. So now it's when I am in touch with the Finnish. And... uh, One day you realize that you can say a sentence and you have never been studying it. I, I have been studying, of course, Finnish in, in some books and internet and this. And I go to some lessons in, in the week, like once a week, if I can. Mm-hmm. But the the way of learning a language is uh, being on the language day a day. And I, I have also a trick, like you have to learn like 20 words in a day or in two days. But the, yeah, the thing is like studying the grammar, open a book and study the rules of the verbs, of uh, the declinations and this, it's 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 boring and it's going to, to make a give up to you, to the language. So this is it that it happens to me. Like when I open the book, I say, yeah, okay, I understand that. Yeah, okay, I get these rules. But then when it's time to speak, I don't know how to use it. So that's why I prefer to learn the language, speaking, and as you say, like, yeah, living with the Finnish. Right. And also, I find that Finnish people, when they have to speak another language, like English, for instance, they're they're very nervous, too. Even yeah. though it turns out that they speak very well, they're mm-hmm. they're very self-conscious about it, and you know you have to you have to remind yourself that that's that they're feeling the same way about the english or or whatever that you were feeling about finnish so that's another thing you're both kind of afraid of 
to to talk, but you got to just go and do it because once you start making those leaps, you're going to you're going to be able to make a lot of progress. Also, since, you know, I mean, I guess you haven't really spent too much time in Finland and most mm-hmm. of your time has really been in Kuopio. But, yes. uh, but I'd like to know if you uh, want to talk about anything that's like surprised you about Finland or about the Finnish people. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I have been in Kuopio. I have been also in Lapland, uh, mm-hmm. in Helsinki, of course. And I have to say, like, please... Don't stay only in Helsinki or in cities. Like, of course, you have to visit Helsinki, but you can visit Helsinki in two days and then go out of the city and go to little villages. And I would highly recommend, for God's sake, it was so amazing, go in the Ruska time, which in Finnish it's the autumn when the fall is the in the, the in the yes. in, in the most intense time. So the the trees are shining in so beautiful yellow colors. And I was being in Ruka. And I was being in the Olanka uh, Natural uh, Park. And there is a little track which is called the uh, Pianiker Hukarus, something like that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Finnish. Um, and so it's, it's really amazing. I mean, it's wonderful. I think... I can say it's one of the most beautiful things I have seen in the nature. And I have been in Iceland. I have been in Thailand. I have been, I can say I, I could travel in my life, but this is one of the top three things most beautiful I have ever seen. Mm. Go in the summer is the second week of September going in Lapland. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Lapland is not always covered with snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not so fine, but yeah, and I think hard, I yeah. think that even though uh, you'll experience that um, the the Ruska mm. all over Finland, it's it's particularly incredible yeah. in in uh, parts of Lapland. That's really yeah, because mainly because it's so much more uh, you know open nature. And and you can see the auroras as well. I have seen an aurora. So the aurora is not only in the frozen time of the year. Yeah. Also in, in, in September, you can I could see one aurora, which is very beautiful to see also. It's very, like, breathtaking. I have to so agree with you about, like, if you come to Finland and the only thing you ever do is go to Helsinki... Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if you know you also kind of end up going to Lapland to like a resort or something, mm-hmm. you're really mm-hmm. not getting a full Finland experience. And yeah. you really should treat yourself to spending more time in the country and going off the beaten path. Go to a city and then get yourself in a car or something and just go yeah. out until till you don't know where you are anymore and get get yourself a little bit lost and run into some people who who are yeah. moving away from everything else and you'll get you'll get a totally different, more uh, and, uh, special and authentic experience that I, I would encourage people to have. But I, I realize some people are much more happy to just come and do a Baltic cruise and spend a night in Helsinki. <laughs> um, but the, luckily, luckily, Finland is a very safe country and luckily they speak really good English. So everywhere you go, you are safe and you can handle yourself if you speak English because it's it's really easy. It's really easy. And... And also, you can 
hire a cottage in the nowhere and you can have a really nice holiday if you are looking yes. for something peaceful and be in the nature. You don't need maybe to go 500 kilometers away from Helsinki. If you go 100 or 200 away, it's you can find completely nice nature. So you don't need to be a, ro- a long road trip to get to the best places or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, advice that you would give about how to cope with living here? or? Well, of course, uh, my advice maybe is more focused on people coming from the Mediterranean area, no? <laughs> because we are... <laughs> I think it's it's of course my my point of view, and for me, for example, we are people who tend to speak a lot, or we are very easy to get indulged and thing and this. Mm-hmm. And here, people, it's more practical. So they are not going to speak to you in the first moment. They are not going to be in the conversation with you if it's not necessary. For example, in Spain, when you jump in the bus and you see someone it's alone, of course, you can sit on the side and you can start to say hello and you maybe have a short conversation. Here, it's not possible at all. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you are in the queue of the supermarket and there is people waiting also to, to pay, you start the conversation I don't know, maybe, oh, the weather is changing or, oh, there is a lot of people. You you start the conversation like this and it's totally fine. But here in Finland, it's not that usual. So yeah. what my recommendation is, don't don't get uh, upset if people are not talking to you. It's, it's nothing wrong with you guys. It's because people are like this. They are enjoying themselves uh, like that they are more introvert, but it's their way also to pay respect to you because they may think I am uh, in bothering you if I speak to you. So, uh, yeah. this, which is completely fine because I am sometimes I don't want to speak to anybody. I just want to do my things and you do your things. So don't speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's one thing. Also, uh, focusing on the bad points, but I want to share the pros and cons. Also, the food, of course, is one of the things that I miss the most. The variety of the fresh vegetables. And I also miss the little commerce. Like when I am walking in the city center, I hardly see these little stores like clothes store, then the fruit store, then how it's like the bread store. And I don't know how to say that in English, sorry. Okay, like a bakery or a... Yeah, yeah, bakery is a word, I think. Then, you know, we, we have in Spain a lot of this, like you are in a neighborhood and there is your own shops and not only a market, there is a lot of chances that you can get your food and it's fresh and this. So that's one of the things that I missed. And some products that they don't sell here that I eat in Spain, of course. But this is as, as many countries. But then I also figured out that they are more practical on going to the market and I get everything and I go back home. So that's also fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to share? Let me say that also people who are coming to whatever the Nordic countries is, they are going to find here like... Of course, the good um, uh, level of life, but uh, otherwise you you have to um, like work for it. It is is not is not as easier as it shows in the social media. Like oh, you come to Finland and suddenly you are rich and you are in a in a good um, lifestyle. And this, 
of course you have to work for it. And if you are involved, you have a good results then. Then of course you have a good healthcare system, you have a good education and this. But yeah, um it's very nice to see that you are paying high taxes and then you see that these taxes are coming back to you. So mm -hmm. there is uh, no corruption in Finland and all the uh, taxes that, yeah, maybe you can pay, I don't know, 30% of your salary, but then you see that it works. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a thing that, of course, you have to pay for having this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. You don't have to worry about your healthcare and mm -hmm. yeah. some other things that you would probably be spending money on anyway. So you're, mm. that's being taken care of uh, for you. And the cold. I have to advise about the cold weather. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yes. sorry. I have totally changed the, the thematic, but the cold weather, it's, it's uh, the first time I came here, I was wearing a uh, Martin boots. Um, I was thinking that's totally fine. I mean, I am in Spain with this and I am sweating. So I was with my Martins outside and when I came back home, my uh, toes was blue. So that's really dangerous. <laughs> Please get warm clothes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the key to staying warm in Finland is layers and understanding mm. what layers you should get. And actually, I would highly recommend, if you're listening to this, that you, if you're not already following um, Vardpul from Her Finland, you should be following her. She actually has a lot of great um, little like videos and shorts and posts on her different social media that go into detail about the different kinds of layers that you should be wearing for different times of the year. Mm. So maybe we'll even do an episode specifically on that. But uh, for right now, that's what I would I would recommend people to check that out. It's an easy way to, to find that information. Mm. And speaking of uh, where, you know, following people, where can people follow you or contact you if they want to hear more about your story and mm -hmm. like on Instagram, I guess, is, is that the best way to follow you? And yeah, there is where I post my things in, yeah, my also like life things, but also in TikTok, it's where I do my funny videos of Finland and this, and okay. also some um, Finnish curiosities or something like that. And yeah, I am trying to get more activity in TikTok and, and, uh, Instagram mostly. Okay, mm -hmm. so the Instagram is it at uh, gem underscore in underscore fin? Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, this is one Instagram, but I have more activity in the other one, which is Gemma K U U three. Gemma Kukolme. What's the TikTok then? Gemma C B three. Gemma C B three. Yeah. All right. And uh, there I speak there I speak English. I have something in Catalan, but since now I did change my Spanish number to the Finnish number, my feed is everything in Finnish country. So I have to speak English, but otherwise people is like, okay, what is this? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> Catalan. So I, I I did change my language to English. So now my TikTok it's will be completely in English. In my Instagram, I speak mostly in Catalan, but I am thinking that I have to start to put something in English as well because uh, every time, every day, I get more uh, friends in Finland. So mm -hmm. if 
I want to have some feedback with them. I, I have to post in, in English as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Mm -hmm. um, it was great thank talking to you. you. I'm really, really happy that we got to do this. And uh, <laughs> I hope we hear from you again and uh, people reach out to you to ask you about more. Sure, and sure. Everyone, to... <laughs> everyone can reach me if they need something. And I am really pleasant to have this uh, podcast and any podcast that coming also, I am really here for it. <laughs> I love to, to speak about me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Moika. Moika. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts and other podcast providers. For more information, follow our Instagram at mastering.finland.podcast, subscribe to our monthly newsletter and keep an eye on our website masteringfinland.com. Have a nice day and good luck with your own Mastering Finland story. Bye!